The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Look out, it's Thursday already. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, January 18, 2024, Thursday of the second week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Margaret of Hungary. She was born in 1242, the daughter of King Bela IV. She became a Dominican novice at 12 in a royal convent built on an island in the Danube. Now she was a princess among nuns who were of noble descent, but she objected to any special treatment and went out of her way to perform the most menial tasks on behalf of the squalid poor and most advanced hospital cases. The extent of her labors and fasting and hours of prayer brought on the fatigue of which she died January 18, 1271. St. Margaret of Hungary, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks for the favors you have bestowed upon me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with, in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the Holy Spirit may help us to recognize the gift of different charisms within the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time a prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, Intercede for me. Today the church starts a special period of prayer. It's called the Christian Unity Octave, or the Octave of Prayer for Christian Unity. It starts today on January 18th and goes through the Feast of St. Paul on January 25th and includes the 25th. And Jesus, we come into your presence today in prayer. And we want to make this our petition, that all Christians may be one, that we may be united to our brothers and sisters in Christ, and move towards that full union, that full communion with you in the Church. And I think to do this, Jesus, in your presence, it helps to be optimistic. And we have a great optimism in the fact that all Christians believe in you. All Christians, Jesus, believe that you are the Son of God and you are the Savior of the world. We see in today's gospel, Jesus, how many people 
want to be near you? How many people realize they need your help? And this gives us hope that we can spread the faith and we can overcome differences in the faith. Because deep down, everyone needs Jesus and everyone needs the same saving truth. And that same saving truth would lead us to union with each other in the church, would lead us, Jesus, to a full union with you. We read in the Gospel of Mark, and he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they should crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. Jesus, this is an image of our world, Christians and non-Christians. We all have different afflictions and diseases, at least that disease of sin. And we need you and we press upon you and we reach out to you so that you may heal us. Help us to be united, Jesus, in our recognition of our need for salvation. Help us all, Lord Jesus, to be humble enough to realize that we need you. The whole world needs you. I need you. And help us, Lord, to be united in discovering You as the solution to these problems, as the solution to my sinfulness, as the solution, the true solution to the problems of the world and of every man and woman. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. An incredible witness from the enemies of Christ to the truth of Christianity. The unclean spirits were the enemies of Jesus whom he has power over and he casts out of those poor possessed people. Witness to the unity of Christian faith. You are the Son of God. This is what all Christians have in common. This is what unites us already. Jesus Christ is God. God the Son come to save us. To pray for unity, Lord, during these eight days of the unity octave is to pray for something that we pray for every day in Mass. We ask you, Lord, to grant peace and unity to your church on earth. Peace and unity to your church on earth. And we know that refers primarily to the Catholic Church, that we be united among Catholics, another urgent need and prayer of our time. But in a way, it also refers to all Christians. If Christians are baptized, well, then they're already members of the same Christ. They're divided brethren, we're separated brethren, but we're still brethren. There's only one baptism, there's only one faith. And so in a way, all Christians are already united in Christ. Those ecclesial communities, those separated brethren of ours, are united by baptism in Christ. We are united to them by our baptism in Christ and by the faith that we already share, faith in you, Lord Jesus. And in the Mass, we pray for peace and unity according to your will. And that will was expressed by our Lord very explicitly in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, at the Last Supper, that they may be one even as we are one. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus, this is your prayer to the Father, that we may be one, that we may be united. And we take that prayer of yours, Jesus, and we 
make it our own prayer to you. Lord, unite us, unite the church, unite all Christians. What a powerful force, an even more powerful force than it already is. Christianity would be, Christians would be, if we overcame our differences, if we came closer to each other in the unity of faith, in the unity of government, in the unity of the practice of the faith in the sacraments, would be a force to be reckoned with. So Jesus, we ask you to unite us. It reminds me of that movie, Braveheart, when Mel Gibson is playing William Wallace. And at one point, those clans that are fighting against the crown of England come and they meet and they urge William Wallace to unite them. And they say something like this, unite us, unite us, unite the clans. Well, we want to approach Jesus with even more urgency and even more desperation, but with a lot of confidence. Jesus, you want this, so we ask you to do it. And help me, Lord, to be a instrument, an instrument of unity. Let there be nothing in my life, Lord, that unnecessarily divides or separates me from anyone, and especially from my fellow Christians. Help me to be a bond, a bond of charity and connection and faith between the church and everyone else, and especially, and especially our separated brethren, my fellow Christians. Lord, live through me. Make this desire of yours that we be one, my own. Love those members of your body. Don't have full membership with the church. Love them and draw them into the church through me, through my prayer, through my sacrifice, through my prayer this week, this octave of Christian unity. How can we not go to our mother, our mother Mary, for this intention? She is the mother of the church and therefore, of course, the mother of all Christians. And isn't that what mothers want? Peace among their children. How much do sibling rivalries or dissension or fights among siblings hurt? a mother's heart, one of the great desires that mothers have, that their children love each other, that their children get along, that their children support each other, that there's no strife between her children. And Mary's the same way. Mary, mother of the church, pray for us and help us to do that apostolate ad fidem, that apostolate towards the faith. Help us to be people who love enough to care enough about bringing people closer to the church. Our Lady Mary, Mother of the Church, Mother of all Christians, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. And of course, there's plenty more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday of the second week in Ordinary Time, January 18th, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
we begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church and led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the invitatory psalm and the office of readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for for you you are merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God? Or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, 
Fill them with the light of truth. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, Bear in mind and do not forget how you angered the Lord, your God, in the desert. From the day you left the land of Egypt until you arrived in this place, you have been rebellious toward the Lord. At Horeb you so provoked the Lord that he was angry enough to destroy you when I had gone up the mountain to receive the stone tablets of the covenant which the Lord made with you. Meanwhile, I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights without eating or drinking, till the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone inscribed by God's own finger with a copy of all the words that the Lord spoke to you on the mountain from the midst of the fire on the day of the assembly. Then, At the end of the forty days and forty nights, when the Lord had given me the two stone tablets of the covenant, he said to me, Go down from here now, quickly, for your people, whom you have brought out of Egypt, have become depraved. They have already turned aside from the way I pointed out to them and have made for themselves a molten idol. I have seen Now how stiff-necked this people is, the Lord said to me. Let me be that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under the heavens. I will then make of you a nation mightier and greater than they. When I had come down again from the blazing, fiery mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in both my hands, I saw how you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had already turned aside from the way which the Lord had pointed out to you by making for yourselves a molten calf. Raising the two tablets with both hands, I threw them from me and broke them before your eyes. Then, as before, I lay prostrate before the Lord For forty days and forty nights without eating or drinking, because of all the sin you had committed in the sight of the Lord and the evil you had done to provoke him. For I dreaded the fierce anger of the Lord against you. His wrath would destroy you. Yet once again, the Lord listened to me. With Aaron, too, the Lord was deeply angry and would have killed him had I not prayed for him also at that time. Then taking the calf, the sinful object you had made, and fusing it with fire, I ground it down to powder, as fine as dust, which I threw into the wadi that went down the mountainside. Those forty days, then, and forty nights, I lay prostrate before the Lord, because he had threatened to destroy you.
This was my prayer to him. O Lord God, destroy not your people, the heritage which your majesty has ransomed and brought out of Egypt with your strong hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look not upon the stubbornness of this people, nor upon their wickedness and sin, lest the people from whose land you have brought us say, The Lord was not able to bring them into the land he promised them. Or, out of hatred for them, he brought them out to slay them in the desert. They are, after all, your people and your heritage, whom you have brought out by your great power and with your outstretched arm. Moses pleaded with the Lord God and said, Why, O Lord, should your anger blaze against your people? Turn from your burning wrath. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to whom you promised a land where milk and honey flow. So the Lord relented and held back the punishment with which he had threatened his people. God said to Moses, You have found favor with me. You are my intimate friend. So the Lord relented and held back the punishment with which he had threatened his people. A reading from a letter by Fulgentius of Ruspa, Bishop. Notice at the conclusion of our prayer, we never say, through the Holy Spirit, but rather, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Through the mystery of the Incarnation, Jesus Christ became man, a mediator of God and man. He is a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By shedding his own blood, he entered once and for all into the holy places. He did not enter a place made by human hands, a mere type of the true one, but he entered heaven itself, where he is at God's right hand interceding for us. Quite correctly, the Church continues to reflect this mystery in her prayer. This mystery of Jesus Christ the High Priest is reflected in the Apostle Paul's statement, Through him, then, let us always offer a sacrifice of praise to God, the fruit of lips that profess belief in his name. We were once enemies of the Father, but have been reconciled through the death of Christ. Through him, then, we offer our sacrifice of praise, our prayer to God. He became our offering to the Father, and through him our offering is now acceptable. It is for this reason that Peter the Apostle urges us to be built up as living stones into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. This, then, is the reason why we offer prayer to God our Father, but through Jesus Christ our Lord. When we speak of Christ's priesthood, what else do we mean than the Incarnation? Through this mystery, the Son of God, though his state was divine, emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave. As a slave he humbled himself, and in obedience he even accepted death. Even though he possessed equality with the Father, he became a little less than the angels. 
always equal to the Father, the Son became a little less because he became a man. Christ lowered himself when he emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave. By this condition, Christ, the only begotten Son of God, though himself ever remaining God, became a priest. To him, along with the Father, we offer our sacrifice. Yet through him the sacrifice we now offer is holy, living, and pleasing to God. Indeed, if Christ had not sacrificed himself for us, we could not offer any sacrifice. It is for him that our human nature becomes a redemptive offering. When we offer our prayers through him, our priest, we confess that Christ truly possesses the flesh of our race. Clearly, the apostle refers to this when he says, Every high priest is taken from among men. He is appointed to act on behalf of these same men in their relationship to God. He is to offer gifts and sacrifices to God. We do not, however, only say, Your Son, when we conclude our prayer. We also say, Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. In this way, we commemorate the natural unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is clear, then, that the Christ who exercises a priestly role on our behalf is the same Christ who enjoys a natural unity and equality with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Let us approach the throne of grace with perfect confidence. We shall find compassion and grace to help us in time of need. We do not have a high priest who is incapable of understanding our weaknesses. We shall find compassion and grace to help us in time of need. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Jesus is starting to draw crowds. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel, from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the crowds that follow Jesus are getting so big that he uses a boat for a pulpit and has the disciples push it a little ways out into the sea. It's from the third chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed, also from Judea and Jerusalem, and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan, and from about Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, hearing all that he did, came to him. Jesus told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they should crush him, for he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. 
And whenever the unclean spirits beheld Jesus, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! Jesus strictly ordered them not to make him known. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, the miracles that Jesus performed, outside of the obvious, had a very specific purpose. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. On numerous occasions, the Gospels tell us that the crowds pressed in upon our Lord so that he might cure them. We read in the Gospel of today's Mass that Jesus was followed by a great multitude from Galilee, also from Judea and Jerusalem and Idunia and from beyond the Jordan and from about Tyre and Sidon. The crowd is so great that our Lord tells his disciples to get a boat ready, lest they should crush him, for he had healed many so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. These people turn to Christ in their need. He attends to them because he has a compassionate and merciful heart. During the three years of his public life, he has healed many people. He has freed those possessed by the devil. He has raised the dead. But he did not heal all the sick people in the world, nor did he eliminate all the sufferings of that life. For pain is not an absolute evil as sin is, and it can have an incomparable redemptive value if we unite it to the sufferings of Christ. Jesus performed miracles, which in specific cases cured pain and suffering, but above all his miracles were a sign and a proof of his divine mission of universal and eternal redemption. As Christians, we continue Christ's mission in time. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. Before his ascension into heaven, he left us the treasure of his doctrine, the only doctrine that saves and the richness of the sacraments, so that we should receive them in our search for supernatural life. The masses of men are just as much in need today as they were then. Now, too, we see them as sheep without shepherds. They are confused and lost and do not know which way to direct their lives. In spite of all the progress made over these 20 centuries, mankind still has to endure physical and moral suffering. But more than anything else, it suffers from a great ignorance of Christ's doctrine, which the magisterium of the church has preserved for us without error. Our Lord's words are still the words of eternal life. They teach us to flee from sin, to sanctify our ordinary life, our joys, our failures and sicknesses, and they open us to the way to salvation. This is the great need the world has. And the crowds, we have experienced it so often, want desperately to hear God's message, even though outwardly they may not show it. Some perhaps have forgotten Christ's teachings. Others, through no fault of their own, have never known them and think that religion is something extraneous. Of this we can be sure, that in every man's life there comes a time sooner or later when his soul feels frustrated and exhausted. He has had enough of the usual explanations. The lies of the false prophets no longer satisfy him. 
Even though they may not admit it at the time, such people are longing to slake their thirst for the truth with the teachings of our Lord. We have this treasure of doctrine in our hands. We are meant to give it away in season and out of season. Whether the time seems opportune or not, by every means at our disposal, this is the one really urgent task we have as Christians. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying now. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Stir up your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. Stir up your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea, to the great river, It stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. 
May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress, and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. 
Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to God, God, our our strength. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the the early hours of the morning, morning, I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects his children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for enlightening us through your Son. Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten us, Lord. Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord. That we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten us, Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake. And be generous in serving you. Enlighten us, Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day. Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten us, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer, turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. The March for Life is tomorrow, and once again, Relevant Radio invites you to fast for life in solidarity with the marchers for the protection of the unborn. Morning Air is coming right up with John and Glenn, Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.